What's up, y'all? And welcome to another episode of Worldly Church Girl. It's your girl, your host, Lil N. Harshaw. On today's show, I have the honor to introduce to you this young lady who has a degree in performing arts. She is a community activist. She is a mentor for the youth of Indianapolis, Indiana. And she is also an entrepreneur. It gives me great privilege to introduce to you Chanel Thomas. So you were born and raised in Gary, Indiana and attended and graduated for, from Emerson Visual Performing Arts. Then you studied theater. That's when you started dealing with depression and anxiety. And you and your family decided that you should go to school closer to home. Your depression grew. You um, started having panic attacks at school. So you decided just to move back home altogether. As time went on, you got married, had a beautiful daughter. A few years later or so, you and your husband end up getting a divorce. So you decide to move back home to help your father, who was um, he was ill when he passed away in 2018. And I'm very sorry because I lost my daddy, too. So I don't know how that feels. Um, You're welcome. With all that being said, you took those moments in your life and you turned it into a mission. And now you're an entrepreneur. You're a CEO and a founder of your own mentoring organization. You've come a long way, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, you're I'm welcome. trying. Oh, you're not trying. You're doing. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. So let's begin with your earliest passions. What made you choose theater as a major? Um, well, originally when attending Emerson, funny story, I wanted to be um, a dance major. I went mm-hmm. in and tried out for dance. And obviously, I suck. So, um, not obviously. <laughs> they um back then they required you to pick three majors to choose from, and you had to audition for all three. So I chose dance, theater, and I chose vocal. Couldn't sing, still can't sing a lick, but that was the other option because I didn't want to do band or anything else. So um I was real confident in the dance thing, but then when the audition came, they hit me with ballet. And I was like, oh, this is okay. And you got to do this and that. And I wasn't too familiar with that type of form of dance. I was familiar with praise dancing and a little bit of jazz, but not ballet and tap. So I didn't make it with dance, um, vocal, obviously. Like I said, I can't sing a lick. So I didn't get that. So that was no surprise. Um, (laughs) Theater, (laughs) I actually went in and gave me a script and I read it. And um, I made it. And I was actually shocked. Like, my parents will always joke with me growing up, like, you are such a drama queen. Like, you need to be on TV because of my personality and attitude. But so I was kind of surprised still, though, that Emerson accepted me into their um, theater program. So um, Emerson went from sixth grade to 12th. So I was there through my sixth grade year up until my 12th graduated decided to pursue my acting because I ended up falling in love with it. And um, I went off to Vincennes University that's located in Vincennes, Indiana. And I majored in theater and it was fun. I really did enjoy it. It was a great experience. Um, I did a few shows while I was in college and you know, that, that was my passion. It was just, it became my passion because it wasn't at first, but it became my passion after doing it so long and becoming so familiar with it. And I made great friends um, in both areas and both parts of my life when attending Emerson and Vincent University. 
Now, which actor or actress do you kind of look at and think, you know, that's the type of acting I wanted to do? Oh, that's a good question. Um, which actress? Hmm. I love the lady from I'm Loving Basketball. She's amazing to me. Um, Sanalathan. She seems like she has a great spirit on and off screen. And I feel like every film that she's in, she she shows that. Like, I, I love her characters. Like, you know, I think she's amazing. So that's one person that I would definitely say I look up to. Like, I like her. I really do. Yeah, she's pretty diverse, too. She yeah, is. Each role is never, like, the last role. Yeah, yes. I can see that. I can see yeah, that. And, that's, and that's what I've always wanted to do. You know how you see... Or you come across certain actors or actresses and they're only in this type of film. They don't mm-hmm. have that divert, you know, diverse thing about them. So I love the fact that you can put her in any and everything and she's just she's good at it. Like yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's a little underrated. She, she is, she, you she's know. Underrated. She is she's under the radar. God, people gotta check her out a little bit more. Um, <laughs> they do. So when you were in school, do you remember the moment that you started to feel overwhelmed? Yeah, actually, um, while attending Vincent University, I was there for two and a half years. I had my good days. That was my first time being away from home. And it was only four hours away, but um, I've always been close to my parents. So um, the purpose of me of going off to school and, you know, living on campus was to experience, you know, a little more independence and to, like, you know, be on my own, get a sense of being on my own a lot. But mm-hmm. I became overwhelmed once I started really realizing that I was having health issues. Like, I didn't know what was taking place as far as, like, with the whole anxiety or panic attacks. Um, I would just always say, okay, maybe I'm just, you know, maybe it's just school or, you know, maybe it's just me being homesick. So when I found out that it was actually me having anxiety and then it started triggering panic attacks, I was like, okay, this is overwhelming. Like, I don't know what to do. Um in the midst of that, my dad, he was sick then. Like my dad, I have much older parents. So my dad, he became sick around that time while me attending um, a Vincent University. And he just, um, he wasn't, I wasn't used to not being there with them. So that to me, let alone, made me just feel kind of like useless. And it made me feel as though I didn't have a perk purpose so even though I had my moments where I was enjoying being on campus I was enjoying my classes or whatnot I couldn't help but to think about my father back at home I couldn't help but to stress and think about my health or whatnot it's it became a little bit too much and I just felt like at that choice you know at that time I had no choice but to go back home or to at least move closer to home so I would say like throughout those two and a half years that's when I really you know became overwhelmed I've always been the the responsible one. I've always been the one to go get my dad medication, do little things. Or my mom would give me little things to do. Like she taught me how to help pay bills at a young age. It was just a lot of things I was used to doing. So I felt real guilty that I wasn't able to get to them the way I wanted to or to help out as much the way I was used to helping out. So, yeah. So when you moved back home and things start shifting in your life and you met somebody and you mm-hmm. got married, were you still dealing with depression then at that time? Yeah, without even knowing it. Um, the gentleman that I had met, who's my daughter's father, 
we were we were friends. We became good friends um, over time, and we decided to go and get married. And I was still dealing with stuff um, far as with my anxiety. Um, in 2015 is when we got married. But a few months prior to our wedding, I had actually got diagnosed with a pituitary gland tumor on the brain. I, I wasn't familiar with that. I wasn't too sure what that mean, what that meant at the time. Um, I was just like, you know, as soon as the doctor told me, I'm like, well, what is that? Where did that come from? You know, I know I'm having anxiety attacks and panic attacks. He was like, no, but, you know, with that, with the pituitary gland tumor, it basically throws off your hormones as well. He was like, do you ever feel nauseated, you know? And I was saying, I will randomly have like these episodes where I just passed out or something. My appetite was terrible. Like I barely was eating anything. So I was losing a lot of weight. And if you see me, I'm like, I'm already tiny. Um, I had a hard time gaining weight by then. So when the doctors had diagnosed me, I had to um, find a neurologist out in Chicago. And I went to um, was University of Chicago, um, the hospital out there. They ran tests and stuff, and I did that for a while. I say after, because we got married July 25th of 2015. So after our wedding or whatnot, I went back in to see my doctor so I can do my regular checkup, because I was doing checkup, a routine checkup. And um, once we got in there and he ran some tests, he was like, well, Chanel, I don't know what you've been doing, what's going on, but it looks like you're, you're getting better. And from the x-rays, I don't really i don't really see anything at this well, moment thank the lord and when i told you that when i tell you me and my mom had an entire moment in the hospital because she's yes. crying she's a nervous wreck and then we're praying and she was like you don't see anything i was like i don't like you know i don't know like what's happening what has changed and i'm just like i don't know but i don't want to question it like I, that let's, it. let's not question i just you know I, i'm just thankful for it so I haven't had any issues. Every once in a while, I still go get checked or what or whatnot. But, you know, no new information. Everything seems to be doing fine. So at that moment, that you know, that was something else that hit me. And it just seemed like at that time and that moment of my life when moving back home, it was just like one thing after another, you know. So, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Yeah, but thank the Lord that you're you're healed. Thank God. Yes. Yes. Thank, yes. Thank God. Yeah, I would have been like your mom. I probably tore that hospital room up. Oh, she was something else. She was... <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I was just like, oh, my goodness, mama. And, you know, it would be me. And um, at the time, my daughter's um, father was there. And then my friends were there. They were all praying with me. Mm -hmm. I was just like, man, this is this is crazy. This is such a blessing. I'm so thankful for that. So, yeah, it was yes. it was great. Can you share what happened to your dad and your brother? My brother, he passed away in two, October 2017. Um, well, I'm sorry. That's his birthday. Um, he passed away December 2017. And he was actually staying with uh, my parents or whatnot. Me and him have different mothers. And he's um, the, my, oh, my oldest sibling or whatnot. So he's much older, but you know, he was always around. We always kept in contact. We were pretty, we were pretty close. Um, he had, it's so crazy because at the time, around, I had moved to Las Vegas. I was living in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, I was a teacher at one point, so I was teaching out in Las Vegas, Nevada. 
And I had returned back in 2016 and I had moved back in with my parents. So at this time, my brother, Lenny, um, he was staying with my parents. And so I remember this one particular day he had came by to visit or whatnot. He had found out that I had moved back in with my parents because at this time, me and my, my daughter's father were separated. We had decided to separate. And so he had came over to the house talking to me and he was just like, you know, I, I told you, you know how brothers can be, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I told you and you know, you're going to be fine. Stop crying. You know, I'm here and just giving me like a big brother pep talk. And it was so weird because we sat on the couch talking for like hours, but I was, I wasn't like at a, I don't know. I was like at a different place and I was so sad. Like I, I, I didn't want to come back. I didn't want to move back to Gary. I was mm-hmm. very upset that I had to come back to Gary. I was very upset that I had to start over in my parents' home. So that talk with my brother, it was just like, okay, I need, I know I need to hear this, but I'm just like, this, this is just not the time. But he sat there with me. We spent the whole day talking. I say a few days later, he had came to me one day, um, one evening, and he was just like, you know what? Since I just, you know, I feel like I don't feel right. I feel like something is going to happen. So by this time, it's me, um, my brother Lenny, and my mom and my dad, because my dad was still living at the time. We were in the living room, and he kept telling us like he had a feeling that um, he, that someone was out trying to hurt him, or that he was like. He wasn't going to make it. And my dad was like, why, why are you saying that? Like, don't say that. Don't speak that up on your life. Like, what's what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. is someone after you or anything? And he was just like, I don't know, but I just got this feeling. And shortly enough, a few days later, we got a call. It was around midnight. My dad got a phone call. And they said that um, my brother, who had just decided to pack up his bags and move back to California, because he was living in California prior to coming back to Gary to live mm-hmm. with my parents, um, shortly after they had found his body. Um, oh my God. And they ruled it as, um, natural cause of death. They really didn't give much information or whatever. They just said it was a natural cause. So, um, originally my dad and his family and a few other of my siblings are all from Tennessee. So we end up having to go out to Tennessee and um, bury him or whatnot. But it was just that it was, it was just so weird. Like I, I've heard the saying that sometimes, you know, they say, you know, sometimes people know, like, yeah. you know, people know when that time has come, but it was just crazy because we were just having these conversations and the conversations were so different. And the fact that he had just left and said that, and he was so concerned, I was just like, wow. And this happened. So I, I don't know, but he was definitely, he was a character. He was so goofy. He was so goofy. He had a, a fun personality. Anybody around him would have loved him or whatever. He was very protective of anybody he loved. He was super duper protective. <laughs> he was a great character to be around. Uh, I'm so sorry for your losses. And I'm glad you got some great memories from your dad and from your brother. Yes. After all this happens, this draws you nearer to your purpose of helping others deal with their depression. And you begin a nonprofit organization. So can you tell us about that? Sure. Now, like I said, my brother, he had passed away. That was December of 2017. Um, My dad passed away September 10th of 2018. 
So I was already working towards center stage mentoring program. I was just doing little things um, within Gary. Like we would do, we would host back to school events. I was working part time at the Boys and Girls Club. So the little money that I'll get there, I'll save up. And, um, you know, in August, we'll host like back to school events or we'll get me and my college friends. We decided to do a summer camp for young ladies ages 11 through 16, where um, it lasted for about six weeks. And we will all meet up. We would just do different activities with them. One day we have a spa day. The next day. My friend, um, a close friend of mine, her name is Brianna. She actually came out and taught a dance class because she's a graduate from Juilliard. Um, another day, we'll go attend a program somewhere that's nearby or whatnot. And then we had another day where we actually made T-shirts um, representing Center Stage. So um, I was dibbling and dabbling in a lot of different things and going to nursing home, playing bingo with the elderly and stuff like that. But after my father died, in 2018, I had sat down and I had um, spoke to my mom and I had told her, I really need to take this serious. This is something I really want to do. You know, I've always been good at working. I'm a, I'm a hard worker. I love kids. I love helping people. And it was just at that moment after when you lose a parent, you just it's just this other feeling like you just like, OK, this is not what my dad would want for me. He wants me to stay focused. He wants me to live out my purpose, do whatever it is I have to do. So mm -hmm. I relocated to Indianapolis. I left one weekend. Um, I asked my mom if she can watch my daughter for me. I was like, Mom, I'm going to just go out there. You know, my niece and nephews, um, they stay in Indianapolis. So I was like, I'm going to just go check on my niece and nephews. I'll be back tomorrow. I was just staying over the night. I ended up coming to Indianapolis and... I stayed longer than the night. <laughs> I actually, I was in um, a sweat, in, uh, like a little sweat um, suit outfit or whatnot. Came across um, somebody who offered me a job position, interviewed me right there on the spot. Wow. In jogging pants and a t-shirt and my hair is just all over my head or whatnot. But they were, uh, we were in a conversation and were telling me what they do and it was telling me how much money they make. And so it was, it was a call center, but it was a great job, a great stepping stone. Do you know, ever since that day that I have came, that I came out to Indianapolis, I haven't left. And I've been here for over a year now. Oh, um, wow. After, yeah. After two weeks of being in Indianapolis, I got my own apartment. Mm -hmm. um, I was able to stick with that job, <laughs> um, save up more money, and to actually relocate center stage to Indianapolis as well with me. So now we're doing things in Gary, Indiana, and in Indianapolis. Look at you. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. So. so, are you working with the boys club? I mean, boys and girls club in Indianapolis too? No, um, I'm not. I'm trying to because that would be so nice. So, I'm not working with them at the moment. And as you know, everything is so crazy and hectic right now. Sure. So right now it's just me and my um, team members, and we're just basically working, you know, on our own thing. And we're doing, we're trying to set up a lot of virtual meetings with the mm -hmm. mentees as well as um, virtual tutoring sessions with the kids. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, unfortunately, I'm not working with the Boys and Girls Club at the moment. Now, I think I already know the answer to this question, but how did you come with the name Center Stage? <laughs> it definitely draws back to theater. Like <laughs> <say>. <laughs> Wanted to be up front on stage, and um, I feel like our youth, they need to be put center stage. They need to put full forth because they are our future leaders. So that's how I came up with Center Stage. Yeah, I know. 
kind of need that. <laughs> I, I, it just it, but it makes sense. I mean, the the reason behind it for you, but what it inspires children to do. So it makes perfect sense why you would choose that name. Um, so, and on top of all that, you got the nerve to have your own jewelry line. I do. I I gotta stay busy. I have to stay busy. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um, I do have my own jewelry line, and of course, it is through Paparazzi. Um, it's called Chanel's Boutique. I just started in April, but it's doing really good. It's doing really, really good. I have a great support system um, that's with me, and I enjoy it. And it's just like a little something before I really start doing some more stuff because I already um, came up with some more ideas I want to do. I'm like, okay, now I want to open up an entire boutique. And I'm just like, okay, look, I, I just want to do so. It's so much stuff that I want to do. Um, I know I can't just throw myself out there, but I just feel like um, it's a lot of things I can be doing. And I want to do, and I feel like this is the perfect opportunity, like to build up our community, work with others, and just just do, just do it. Like, why not? <laughs> right, so, and you're yeah. right. I, you are absolutely right. This is the time for everybody to pursue whatever they Whatever their passion has ever been, yes. this is it. This is yes. it. Reach up and grab it. Yes. Everything happens for a reason. So I'm definitely, I believe that. I definitely believe that. So I'm okay. taking advantage of this. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, you said that's so what you want to do. There's a little birdie that told me that you also are thinking about writing a book. Yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> so you just ain't got enough in your life, huh? <laughs> You just, just ain't gonna, I, I just gonna I leave nothing for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> I've always, I've always been told that I, I should because even you know, with this interview and me telling you, you know, the things that have taken place in my life, there's so much other things I want to talk about, um, and I just want to empower. I want to empower women. I, I want to share my story, and I want to let the world know that you know you're not by yourself. Everyone has a testimony. Everyone yeah. got a background. Everyone has a past. And it doesn't matter, you know, where you came from, where you grew up at. Because there's so many stories people will tell you about Gary, you know, but that doesn't that doesn't make yeah. you at all. So, yeah, because Gary was yeah. deemed the murder capital of the world. Yes, yes. I'm yes. from Indianapolis, so I know. Look, <laughs> I know. Yeah, see, you right up the street. So you mm-hmm. like, yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh, I know. You so. drive th- we drive through Gary. <laughs> And if you're out, if you ever was to go out there, like at this moment, there is lit. We have no schools, you know. Mm-hmm. The only thing that's really up now, and it's barely up, is the steel mill, you know. Yeah. So I just feel like it's necessary for me to share mm-hmm. my story. I feel like it's more than necessary for me to empower people, especially women, um, especially all the things that I have went through. Not just taking losses um, with grieving process, but even a loss with a marriage and grieving over that because. That is a loss. You know, a divorce mm-hmm. is a loss. And yes, you do go through a grieving process with that. And then starting over as being a single parent and then yes. trying to start over with someone new, you know. Yes. So it is a process. It is a journey. And so I, I do. I really want to go ahead and talk about that a little more and just go ahead and put out a book. And I'm going to put this disclosure out. I know a lot of people from Gary and those are the most strongest hustlingest people <laughs> I know. 
You have to. You you already said you see what's out there. You have to. I, be. I know, but everybody I know from Gary. It, they they the they ain't something you want to mess with, and I'm not <laughs> saying that in a threatening way. I'm saying that as they know they stuff. Yeah, so, ethics. They they try to we try to work very hard. You know, we not everyone is like that, but majority of people, like a lot of people that I've graduated school with, they're doing wonderful things. You know, for us to be, you know, our age, and I'm just like, wow, you all are doing big things. This is good. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't knock Gary, y'all. Don't do it. <laughs> don't do it so what are some signs that people should look for in someone and within themselves that they may be going through depression a loss of interest in anything that they used to love and sometimes that can be a part of growth so don't you know don't get me wrong because you know sometimes you're not interested in certain things because you're growing you know but if it's like for instance they just they want to be to themselves. They isolate themselves a lot more. They don't seem interested in a, a lot of things that may occupy their time. That can be one thing. Because I was like that. You know, even with school, like, I would, I love being around my friends and doing things with them. But when I became depressed, it was just like I would literally have my moments where I would just be in my dorm room and I would just be crying. Like, mm. you know, I would just be crying. I'm just sad. I'm thinking about a million things at once. And you know, I just, I wasn't interested in anything at that moment. The only thing I wanted to do was just like sit there and just cry. So that can be one thing. But like I was, I mentioned before, my appetite had changed, you know, and I I was losing weight and it was, it was not good. It was not good. Like I wasn't eating right. I just, I wanted to sleep. So mm-hmm. it was like a lack of interest and just wanting to sleep and my conversations were different. Like, I just didn't have no umph. I didn't have any confidence in anything that I was doing. I didn't have any confidence in myself. So, you know, my best friend, um, who's still my best friend to this day, who went to college with me, she would tell me, she was like, you know, you just don't seem right. You're so, it wasn't that I was negative, but I just didn't care. Like, I was just like, whatever. Like, I just don't care. She was like, that's not good. So, you know, you just got to pay attention to those things. I think those things right there would, would say it all. Well, I always say, oh, I'm okay, I'm fine, but just pay close attention to your loved ones and your friends, those you really love and care about, and um, try to help them out the best way you can, whether it's getting outside help or trying to be there and motivate them and encourage them or get them in some activities that would try to get them back on track and interest them. I think that would definitely be it. Now, how can people contact you, whether they want to be a part of Center Stage or get some jewelry from you how can they get in contact with you um i'm on all social media i have a twitter i have a instagram and a facebook you can just type in chanel thomas s-h-a-n-e-l-l thomas t-h-o-m-a-s um far as like going straight to the center stage page i have that located you can go ahead and put in center stage c-e-n-t-e-r-s-t-a-g-e and mentoring, M-E-N-T-O-R-I-N-G. Um, and it'll pop right up. But just putting in my name along on um, any social media sites will definitely pop up. And I have my, most of my so- my social media sites are my business pages. And I have links on there as well. So, you know, that will be, you know, the best way to contact me or reach me. Here's your last question. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. If you could have any song be your theme song when you walked into a room, what would it be 
and why? I have the perfect answer for that. It's a song called Even Angels by Fantasia that I love and I play um, on my days where I, I need a little boost. So this particular song talks about even angels fall sometimes. We fall short sometimes. And it talks about within the song of her having to start over and do things on her own. Um, so it's a definitely it's a it's a booster. It's a self-esteem booster. So if you haven't, definitely check it out. But it's a it's a positive song. Some people say it's more like a church song or whatnot. I don't know what it is, but I know I love it and it motivates me every time. And that would be my theme song, Even Angels. Okay. And she's the bomb live. If you ever get a chance or whenever this country decides to act right. To open up. <laughs> yeah, to act right. Not just open up, act right. Right. And, uh, if you get a chance, go see her live because she is probably a thousand times better live than she is on her CDs. And I believe you too. I believe you because I love her. Well, thank you so much. This was really enjoyable and eye-opening. You are such a sweetheart. Thank you. I appreciate you. I appreciate you having me and giving me this opportunity. It means a lot. I really do appreciate you. Thank you, Chanel, for being on my show. I greatly appreciate it. You are an inspiration to all young women all over the world. What you're doing for the community is set an example that if you persevere, you can do anything. And if you'd like to be on Worldly Church Girl, click the link below, shoot me an email, and let's see what we can do with that thing. And by the way, I'm about to roll up on season four. Un, deux, trois, quatre, four. You need to go ahead and subscribe. You don't want to miss another episode. And what episode you did miss, you might want to go back and check them out. And once again, thanks for joining your one and only Worldly Church Girl. <laughs>